Safety Net Studio presents. Here's Johnny. Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry. I'm the king of the world. You Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it. Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we try to turn back time with Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Dad told me you found something on a train during the war. A dial that could change the course of history. Why are you chasing the thing that drove your father crazy? Dr. Jones, get him. Indy! Give him hell, Indiana Jones! A few times in my life I've seen things. I've been tortured with voodoo. I've been shot nine times, including once by your father. But I've been looking for this all my life. Archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time to retrieve a legendary artifact that can change the course of history. Written by the team of Jez and John Henry Butterworth and David Kep, and directed by James Mangold, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny stars Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, Phoebe Waller-Bridge as Helena, Antonio Banderas as Ronaldo, Karen Allen as Marion, John Rhys-Davies as Sala, and features Shantae Renee Wilson, Thomas Kretschmann, Toby Jones, Boyd Holbrook, Olivia Richters, Ethan Isidore, and Mads Mikkelsen. I cannot begin to tell you how anxious I was going into this movie. You see, Indiana Jones is one of my favorite cinematic characters of all time. So much so, he's actually tattooed on my arm. I remember seeing Last Crusade in theaters. I remember people telling me how much my dad looked like Harrison Ford and actually seeing it myself. I remember the exact moments of Crystal Skull where my heart and faith were completely shattered. So here we are at Dr. Jones's last ride. The biggest grain of salt I could find was in my pocket and an extreme lack of faith in an 80-year-old man that I consider my favorite actor. So let's do this. Story-wise, it's actually perfect for an Indiana Jones adventure. Indy will utilize his friendships and knowledge in order to track this movie's MacGuffin, which is Archimedes' Dial of Destiny. There's a ton of fan service, including the return of Sala, photos of Henry Jones Sr., and tons of references to the movies that we know and love. Indy himself is unapologetically old, out of shape, beaten down, and as only Harrison Ford or Clint Eastwood can play, super bloody grumpy. Acting-wise, it's what you should expect from a phenomenal actor like Harrison Ford. As I just said, he plays it exactly how I wanted. Angry, bitter, and old. Like, get off my lawn, you crazy kids old. Who's laughing now? <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen is a great villain, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge is a great companion and yin to Dr. Jones's yang, just like Sean Connery was. But let's talk about the CGI, since it makes up a pretty substantial portion of this movie. To start, I never really felt like they were using big CGI set pieces for the most part, which is a great feeling. Indiana Jones needs to have a practical effect set up bolstered with CGI. The de-aging was done incredibly well, and not only de-aging his face, but his voice as well. Indy looked and sounded like 1989 Harrison Ford. There were a few small points where his head looked a little shaky, but overall the de-aging was pretty flawless. They did replace his body with a stunt person, which made me very happy to not see an 80-year-old man trying to be a 39-year-old version of himself. That belongs in a museum! So do you! And there was one scene, though, that jumped out where Indy is running on top of the train. I, I have no excuses. That was bad. Like, real, real bad. It's not the years. It's the mileage. 
forget what critics are saying. You cannot compare this movie to Last Crusade, Raiders of the Lost Ark, or Temple of Doom. This is a good movie. All 154 minutes of it. I left the theater excited to see it again. I was excited to talk to people about it, and I'm excited to see Indy's story finish the way it did. It gave the character justice after an atrocious fourth outing. I can proudly say that I love the character again. I love the movie, and it deserves the rating I'm giving it as a fan of the franchise. I give Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny an A. The weather's been hot and you should look the same. Nick and the team over at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use and let's start it off with the newest trailer for the upcoming Dune Part 2. This world is beyond cruelty. You've been fighting the Harkonnens for decades. My family's been fighting them for centuries. They were massacred. Alongside my father. My father didn't believe in revenge. We believe in Fremen. Let me fight beside you. I won't be fighting for him. I'm fighting for my people. The Prophet. Why is that a bad thing? Use it. Because all my visions lead to horror. Because you lose control. Because I gain it. Your father was a weak man. He who can destroy a thing has the real control of it. Dune Part 2 will explore the mythic journey of Paul Atreides as he unites with Chani and the Freeman while on a warpath of revenge against the conspirators who destroyed his family. Facing a choice between the love of his life and the fate of the known universe, he endeavors to prevent a terrible future only he can foresee. Timothy Chalamet stars as Paul and is joined in the cast by returning Dune 1 Part 1 cast members Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Javier Bardem, Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, and more, and is joined in this outing with Josh Brolin, Austin Butler, Tim Blake Nelson, Christopher Walken, Florence Pugh, and Saito. Dune Part 2 releases in theaters on November 3rd of 2023. Moving on to the world of Hollywood, as the Writers Guild of America continues their strike going into its second month, the Screen Actors Guild has avoided, or at least delayed, their own strike, as SAG-AFTRA and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers have agreed to extend their contract to July 12th. As per a joint statement, quote, the agreement, which were set to expire at 11.59pm Pacific time tonight, will now expire on July 12th at 11.59pm Pacific. The parties will continue continue to negotiate under a mutually agreed upon media blackout. Neither organization will comment to the media about the negotiations during the extension. A strike would be incredibly damaging to the film and television industry, with countless projects already facing delays and cancellations, and not to mention more than 160,000 union members being out of jobs. Current sag after a President Fran Drescher has remained hopeful that the negotiations would favor the union. Oh yeah, sure, 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 sure. An overwhelming 98% of sag after supports a strike, should certain requirements not be met by studios. Last month, the organization made this following statement, quote, outdated contract terms coupled with the evolution of the media business, including shorter season orders and longer hiatuses between seasons, makes it increasingly difficult for our members to achieve and maintain a middle-class lifestyle working as a performer. In sharp contrast to the diminishing compensation paid to our members, the studios are posting immense profits with a bullish outlook, as demonstrated by 
by lavish corporate executive compensation. Like the Writers Guild of America, SAG has also expressed concerns over the use of artificial intelligence within the industry, calling it a real and immediate threat. Over in the land of casting, after weeks of screen tests, James Gunn has settled on Clark Kent and Lois Lane for the upcoming Superman Legacy film. David Corrin Sweat, long presumed to be the frontrunner, will be playing Superman, with the marvelous Ms. Maisel star Rachel Brosnahan stepping in, in the shoes of Lois Lane. With the leading roles now cast, director James Gunn will be moving on to casting Lex Luthor, as well as the members of The Authority, who are said to be making their first appearance in Superman Legacy. James Gunn is writing and directing the project, which will release on July 11th of 2025. Over at Disney, it was confirmed that a number of actors have joined the Tron Ares project, which stars Jared Leto. Evan Peters of Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story joined Leto in the cast, as have Greta Lee from Past Lives, who will be playing a leading role in the film, and Jodie Turner-Smith from Queen and Slim, who has also been cast. The project is expected to start filming in August, but that will only be possible if the Screen Actors Guild strike doesn't take place. Tron Ares is said to tell the story of the emergence of a sentient program that crosses over into the human world that is not ready for contact. Leto is playing Ares, the manifestation of the program. In other upcoming projects, according to the world of Real, director Ari Aster gave an interview to the Italian publication La Repubblica, where he revealed details about the next project he hopes to work on. The project is called Eddington, which is a contemporary western set in a fictional copper mining town in New Mexico and will be taking place during the pandemic. Eddington hasn't been officially announced yet, but given the history with the studio, it can be assumed that A24 will also be behind the project. Jake Johnson from New Girl and Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse is getting behind the camera for his feature directorial debut with a project called Self-Reliance. The film finds the main character playing a dangerous game for a lofty sum of cash, but at what price? Hulu acquired the U.S. rights to Self-Reliance after a competitive bid with MRC and Paramount Global Content. In addition to directing the feature, Johnson also stars alongside Anna Kendrick, Natalie Morales, Andy Samberg, Gaeta, Emily Hampshire, and more. Self-Reliance revolves around Tommy, a man who is offered a million dollars to participate in a game in which hunters try to kill him. The catch? They can only attack him when he's alone. Thinking he's found a loophole, the man attempts to bring his friends and family into the deal. However, problems arise when no one in his party thinks the game is real. Self-Reliance premiered at the 2023 South by Southwest Film Festival in March and plans to debut as a Hulu original on September 8th of 2023. Long in development hell, Spawn is expected to release in theaters sometime in 2025. During a recent interview with ComicBook.com, Blumhouse founder Jason Blum was asked out right about the new Spawn film. Blum replied, quote, I would say you have to have a lot of hope for it because it's in its very active development. What needs to happen is that my fellow friends, the writers and the studios need to figure out their differences and get back to writing, but we've got a great group of folks putting it together and my hope is that the movie, my prediction is maybe we'll actually see a Spawn movie in 25. No promises, but that's my prediction. The upcoming Barney movie, which is being produced by Daniel Kaluuya, is expected to have a real A24 type vibe. According to Mattel Films Vice President Kevin McKeon, speaking with the New Yorker, he said, quote, we're leaning into the millennial angst of the property rather than fine-tuning this for kids. It's really a play for adults. Not that it's R-rated, but it'll focus on some of the trials and tribulations of being 30-something, growing up with Barney, just the level of disenchantment with the generation. It would be so daring of us and really underscore that we're here to make art. Over at Netflix, it's being reported that actors Nicholas Alexander Chavez from General Hospital and Cooper Koch from They Them have been cast to star in Monsters, the Lyle and Eric Menendez story. The second season of Monsters will tell the story of brothers Lyle and Eric Menendez who were convicted in 1996 for the murder of their parents. Jose and Marie Louise Hitty Menendez were fatally shot in their Beverly Hills home in 1989. Eric and Lyle were not the initial suspects in the killings, though police began to investigate their involvement in the months after. Eric eventually confessed to his psychologist, Jerome Oziel, 
who told his mistress, Judalon Smith. Smith would become a key witness in the brother's trial. During the trial, the brothers said they'd committed the murders out of self-defense after a lifetime of abuse from their parents, particularly their father. Soon after the project was announced, there was a new development in the Menendez case, as the brothers had filed documents asking for a new hearing in response to former Menudo band member Roy Rosello's claims that he was also molested by Jose Menendez at the age of 14. While out doing press for their upcoming Barbie movie, actor Margot Robbie and director Greta Gerwig both attended a screening of Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, which releases on the same day. The actor and director also shared photos of themselves with tickets to the upcoming Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, as well as Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. The photos were in direct response to Tom Cruise, who stated that actors should be going out of their way to support Greta Gerwig's Barbie, as well as Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, which both released within a week of Mission Impossible. The buzz around Hollywood was that Cruise was upset that Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 was not going to be able to keep any IMAX screens in order to make room for Nolan's Oppenheimer. Whatever the case, though, Cruise's rationale is right on the money, with him likely reasoning in that between strikes, the pandemic, and a bunch of movies that underperform, it's important that people go out and see movies in the theaters again, especially if they're good. And finally, we end on the sad news that legendary character actor Alan Arkin has passed away at the age of 89. The Arkin family confirmed his passing in a statement to People magazine. They said, quote, Our father was a uniquely talented force of nature, both as an artist and a man. A loving husband and father, grand and great-grandfather. He was adored, and he will be deeply missed. Arkin was nominated for an Oscar for his first movie role, The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming, and also a Tony Award winner. Arkin earned a second Oscar nomination for The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, but is likely best known for winning an Oscar for co-starring in Little Miss Sunshine and earning another nomination for Ben Affleck's Argo. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, I don't believe in magic, but a few times in my life, I've seen things, things I can't explain, and I've come to believe it's not so much about what you believe, it's how hard you believe it. Thank you.